Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. It's out in the night out. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What up, gang? What All up? Right. About to do it. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 334 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am John Haas, and we're here, here with the co host tonight, The Night Owl. How you doing, Night Owl? Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. JP, my man, what is up, dude? Thank you so much for being a part of the show today, dude. Usually you're doing most of your work behind the scenes, handling the phone calls, handling the drops. You do such an excellent job, bro. I'm honored and excited to have you today as one of the co-hosts. This is, this is going to be incredible, dude. I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready to get this thing started, too. You know, we just do what we got to do, you know. Thoughts and prayers going out to uh, our co-host tonight. He's a little under the weather. The, the Why am I getting tongue twisted here? <laughs> but uh, Jones, he's, a little, he's a little under the weather, so thoughts and prayers with Nightmare Jones. But uh, we'll we'll muster through for him, you know. Well, we will, and he is at the hospital. He's just feeling, um, just like John said, a little under the weather. Uh, we'll keep you guys posted if we hear some updates, uh, you know, either way, good or bad. We promise uh, to keep you guys abreast of it, ASAP. Well, you know what, John? Uh, there's so much for us to get into during tonight's show, but, of course, we have to start things off properly by thanking all the people that helped make the Wrestle Talk podcast possible starting with our amazing sponsors, man. I mean, I could go down the list, and I'm going to. You know why? Because they deserve it. King Kane, Retro Zone, Esports Bar, Rat Bums Engraving, right? And we are lucky enough to be partnered and have one of the guys that actually created it as one of our hosts. You guys know the maestro, I-70 Sports Media. You guys, if you love sports and you're in the Midwest, I-70 Sports Media I had to hit that one extra hard because Jeremy's been working his ass off uh, since he's come on and become one of the hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying him. 
as much as I know as that we're enjoying having it, and I hope he's having fun as well. But, uh, John, now that that's all up and out of the way, in honor of Jonesy, we're going to keep it real wrestle talk tonight because this is where we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say can you see and the rocket red flag? Uh oh, I'll make up for it now. For oh, the land of the free. Brings a tear to my eye every time. JP, you freaking nailed it, dude. That's exactly what Jonesy would have said. (laughs) I love it, man. We're already off to a great start. Well, guys, I want to say thank you to everybody who's already tuning in. Um, We got Susie in the house. We got Aaron in the house. Uh, There's a couple of you guys have commented that I can't see your comments right at this moment. But thank you. Much appreciated. If you could share this broadcast, I know I'd be eternally grateful to you because we want to get the word out to as many people that there is a community of pro wrestling fans that are not afraid to take on the tough subjects and bring on some of the best guests in the world of independent and professional wrestling. Man, whatever you want to call it, you guys know how it is. Squared circle, people get down, win championships, lose championships. And we're going to talk all about that because you know what, JP? It's almost about time for us to get into the high spots segment where we need everyone to dial that number, 657-383-1521. That number connects you to the show directly, and you can come on and talk about whatever you want. You don't have to talk about what we're talking about. We just want to hear what you want to talk about. Or, if you're brave enough to try to comment on our thoughts and on our high spots topics, you can do that as well. Again, guys, that's 657 383 one five two one. With that said, my man, go ahead and hit the music as we kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spots segment. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Blair Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like I want to speak to the black dot. We hit hard, like care shots and backdrops. Like a clock flash, look like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up to speed while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. I tell you, I love that high spots music though that that was made by DJ Money for us. That is just awesome music right there. AKA Titan. All right, guys, he's got great music. Great music. Check him out. It's DJ Money on the I am DJ Money on SoundCloud. Check him out. Go ahead, John. 
All right. Let's see the first one I have. Where did it go? <laughs> first one I have is uh, that I've heard through the grapevine that there's going to be a new television series, but it's going to follow around Triple H and Stephanie McMahon on A&E starting April 18th called Most Wanted Treasures, Legends on the Hunt. And they're going to follow them around as they search for all kinds of WWE and WWF memorabilia. What what, what do you think about a a show that's going to follow them around, seeing if they can find treasures from the past from the WWE and WWF? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not very optimistic about this. When you brought this story to the table, John, as we were prepping for the show, I was like, bro, don't nobody want to see that. Don't! Don't nobody want to see that. You know what we want to see? Let me propose a show to you on the spot, bro. How about a show that follows Stephanie and Triple H around, showing them doing their job? Like, what's more interesting for really not only wrestling fans, but people who love the entertainment to be able to see what some of these closed-door meetings look like that lead us to what we see at pay-per-views and lead us to these NBC Peacock deals? Like, that's what we want to see. I mean, unless you're going to put this show on Nickelodeon, I mean, at A&E, ooh, A&E, is that where, like, First 48 is on? I mean, I need something a little bit more edgy, bro. I mean... An Easter egg hunt? That's what they're giving me? I'm not excited about it, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do uh, it. I, I, just, I, can... I just don't think it sounds great. It sounds like just, I, I don't know, bro. I Can you tell I'm just not impressed? Not impressed at all. I I tend to agree with you. They said the first season that's already filmed is nine episodes, and I look for him to pull the plug after the first nine episodes. I just can't see this going over very well. You know what's funny, though, bro? That's what everybody said about Miz and Mrs. And that show's still on. (laughs) It's still on, bro. It's still on. Well, guess what? Um, John, I know we have more high spots topics, uh, high spots topics. I want to remind everybody uh, there's many, many ways to check the show out. Uh, the podcast is always going to be available the night of or the day after on podcast on, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, pretty much all podcasting platforms. We're not on Spotify yet, but we're working on that, okay? Um, when you're watching us live, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast, or you can just go to WrestleTalkPodcast.com. We've got a little blue banner. You click on it, and uh, you can listen to us live. It redirects you back to Blog Talk. Or if you're one of those wonderful people that's here with us in the room on Facebook Live, these videos eventually make their way over to YouTube. So you can always go back and watch this part uh, of the show or this presentation of the show by going over to our YouTube channel. Again, that's at WrestleTalkCast, pretty much all platforms. But before we move on to the next subject, I do believe we have a caller, somebody I'm very familiar with representing Casey Moe. Ladies and gentlemen, the originator, creator, head administrator of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, Amigos, the head admin, DeWan Mills. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Welcome to the show.
one, it's great to have you here, bro. I'm so proud of everything you've done with the FWWC. But what brings you to high spots tonight, man? This isn't usually when you call in. I know, man, but considering, uh, and by the way, I thought you was having a stroke when you did that little song there. <laughs> is, is the night all okay? That's um, old guy I know, dancing, man, but, bro. You know, it's yeah. the old guy dancing. I'm like, I'm like a touche. <laughs> Inside joke. Oh, yeah, man. Crazy. Inside joke. Go ahead, dog. Yeah, man, What's up, man? Uh, you, What's guys were, you guys were talking about, uh, well, at least I wanted to give a little bit of input about Elimination Chamber. Miz being the champion, so far and so on. Why did they put the bet on Miz? Blah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Bring it. What do you think? In in my opinion, and you and me have talked about this a little bit. You said what, boss? No, no, I was going to say, it's been over 10 years since we've seen Miz with the championship. I know you've got to have some thoughts on it because we were both watching Exactly, and I mean, again, my wife is a big Miz, Miz fan, and to be honest with you, uh, I'm probably going to get cream for, get killed for this doggone comparison. If you think about the Miz, he's been he's been injured minimally, minimal injury, always consistent, um, always available, always there, face of the company. I'm going to catch so much so much feed to this, but I'm sorry. Miz has to be the Tom Brady of the WWE. He just has to be. Not necessarily when it comes to championships, but consistency. And as much as I hate Tom Brady, as much as I can't give that man his due, you got to be honest. When it comes to his credentials in the NFL, he's the man when it comes to that. Now, as a player and as beating as a chief, he sucks. But that's the same thing with the Miz. Consistency, man. Consistency. Consistency. He's been in the game since the early 2000s, 2000, 2003, independent wrestling, WWE. And on top of that, he has stuck with the WWE for nearly 20 years, if not 20 years. A lot of wrestlers and professionals can't say that. You know, some guys dip over to New Japan. Some guys do work on the other indie scenes. If I'm not mistaken, The Miz has stayed put for his 10-year career or career or his wrestling career in the WWE. So when you're looking for a guy who, who who's your and top guy? Who's your most dependable guy? You know, he may not be the best looking. He may not be the strongest, but the man can talk. You know, he can perform, and like we talked about before, you're not going to get a five-star match out of the Miz, but guess what? He's going to put asses in the seats, and you're going to get a reaction from the cat. So, I mean, let's see what happens. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, back in the day, you know, titles changed all the time. You know, titles were put on different guys, whether they were transitional periods or whatever, but it kept eyes on the product. So, the Miz going against Bobby Lashley, hey, that might put a different set of eyes on the, on the product. You know, I remember Bobby Lashley from back in the day, and obviously Miz has been in the game for a while. It might bring some old guys like you and me back, man, <laughs> to watch WWE. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I always love when they give the old guys the rub, especially because of how consistent it's been. And I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, uh, Hoss. My gripe, and my only gripe, is that Miz always seems to work safe. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but the rest of the talent – just seems so much more physically capable of and worthy physically and and uh, hold on, how do I want to explain this? I'm not gonna ever get a five star championship match with the Miz a part of it uh, by today's standards. Okay, um, he's gonna be outmatched by basically anybody. Let's go down the list: Lashley, Strowman, McIntyre, Roman Reigns. 
maybe there's one or two other people uh, that, that are in the championship picture. They all dwarf him. And, and he is a, a, a solid worker uh, for, from a fan's perspective. But I would never expect to get a match out of him like I would AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre, for example. Or this match that we're going to get from Edge, who still, I think, even at his age, has more of a versatile offensive set than even The Miz, who is not as old as Edge. I guess what I'm saying is, bro, in the ring, he's boring. And and the only thing that makes him entertaining is the shenanigans. Because if you're really going to sit and break down a Miz match lock for lock, do you expect to be impressed? I I usually am not. That's what some of the fans are arguing. Let me make it real general. Fans are saying... Yay to the wrestling fan that loves wrestling for entertainment and sad face for the wrestling fan that loves the wrestling. So you're either on one side or the other, I think, with Miz, right? Because we know we're getting a great entertainer, but his ability doesn't match up to the other guys that are, that are fighting and vying for that level of championship. But those, those are my thoughts. And everybody's like got a different favor of ice cream. I think this is a matter of whether you appreciate the entertainment aspect more or the in-ring competition more. It really just comes down to that. John, I got to get your thoughts. I've been blabbing forever. Hopefully that makes sense, but I feel strongly about that. You know, I, I tend to agree with you there, Night Owl, because I believe The Miz is a great entertainer, and entertainment-wise, he's got a lot of people who follow him. A lot of people still really like The Miz, but I don't think WWE's been using him to his potential, really. I mean, a lot of the times you look at him and John Morrison, they've been mostly jobbers a lot. And it's yeah, it's sad to see that they're not using them to their talent and potential. So to throw him in and put a, hang a title on him with the way they've been using him just doesn't make sense. I, I got to believe he's just a placeholder for somebody else. Okay. Well, very interesting, Dewan. That's a great topic. I think that's something that could be debated over and over. Man, you're still here, and uh, we have a little bit of time left. Man, what else uh, really caught your attention over the weekend uh, when it came to WWE or, shoot, maybe even something that might be going on with uh, AEW, bro? What, what else are you seeing that's catching your attention right now? Honestly, um, I'm a fan of the pay-per-views. <laughs> I'm a fan, and I might catch me for this, too. I'm somewhat of a fan for the shorter time of the pay-per-view because if you notice, the whole buzz all day was, you know, is a women's championship, Raw's women's championship match going to go through or not? And apparently Lacey Evans is pregnant on a shoot, so they canceled that match. So I'm hanging out, and by the time 7.30 happens, I'm like, holy crap, it's the main event already? Because <laughs> I'm a dad. I have kids. My <laughs> son likes staying up watching. He likes staying up watching the pay-per-views, but usually even if, it, even if it's virtual school, Hey, kid, you got to be in bed by 9, and usually the main event doesn't start until, what, 8.30, 9 o'clock, so he gets to miss that. But this past yep, Sunday, yep, they got to the whole show. <laughs> they got the people oh, whole show, the so man. maybe this is something good. <laughs> Hell, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think the uh, the shorter shows, I really think that sometimes they can be pretty good. Um, you know, it's you got a lot of younger fans who, who, like Dewan said, you know, they can't stay up and watch the whole thing. And, you know, so sometimes those shorter shows can be good. Now, when it comes to stuff like, uh, like WrestleMania and everything, then obviously there, you know, yeah, you want those longer shows. You, you want the, 
the viewers to get their money's worth and everything. And sometimes the shorter shows is just what you need. Yeah, but okay. Well, that's a whole other subject to me. All right, let me. All right, just real quick. The fact that we're getting two days worth of WrestleMania is that. Do I throw this one to you first, bro? Is that not too much? It feels like too much. Two days, and then potentially NXT on Friday. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, dude, if I was here's my thing. If, if I was WWE, uh, it's kind of a ton in cheek. Here's what I say: We're a lot better than we were. <laughs> Last year as it relates to events and things of that nature. I mean, we have a little bit of leniency, but not a whole lot. But, again, I hate to go back to the damn Super Bowl. But, I mean, look what they did. They had paper cutouts in the stands. They had about, what, seven to 8,000 fans, if that, maybe a little bit more. Uh, it's going to be at the same stadium. So, uh, trying to pull two nights, may, don't be surprised if they adjust that. I'll just be honest. Unless they got, like, a 14-match card. Because if you're going to have fans in the stadium, limited, who's really going to want to come back two nights? I mean, unless it's some New Japan. But, you know, they, 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 it ain't, this isn't New Japan, baby. This isn't Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> one night, WWE. One Which damn it night. Was. <laughs> Straight it was, up. Bro. So they might adjust that if they were smart. Just my opinion. And, uh, no, no, I, I think that's an interesting one. Well, John, you're the one that kind of opened up that freaking uh, – that box of worms or, or whatever, what do, you, what do you think, bro? Is it too much? Uh, is it a little uh, taxing on the fan to have to watch both nights consecutively with potentially a, a NXT show on Friday as well? Well, I mean, it does seem like a lot when you look at it. But you, you look at, I mean, we're used to the – app now as far as watching stuff and everything where you only pay nine ninety nine right. a month but then you look at people who order it on cable TV and uh, stuff like that they're paying 75 80 bucks a pop just to watch that one show yeah. so you, know, you, you got, gotta make it worth that money for them so, and if you guys don't mind let me right come in real quick I know, I know we got you said, I know we got to keep it moving what? but Unfortunately, now we're in a situation with everything that's been going on with the pandemic. Uh, John was talking about apps. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, there's an app that goes by the name of HBO Max, or my son would call it Hobo Max. <laughs> and what they do is they'll have new releases of a movie. They'll have new releases of a movie that comes out in theaters, but it also comes on HBO Max. And if you're already a subscriber, then you get to see that brand-new movie released for free. So let's think about it. We've been in the house for damn near a year or limited on activity, okay? Try to sell me coming out to a stadium in traffic and the noise and all that. I mean, some people dig it, and then other people are like, eh, I don't know, I'd just rather stay at home. So there has to be a hell of a lot of appeal to get me out the damn house for two days straight up, unless I'm just straight up bored, or I can sit my ass at home, hang out, drink my beer, <laughs> have my own stuff, and be at the crib. I mean, it's 50-50 if you want to really uh, get into it. Yeah, you're asking people to make a hell of a commitment. I, I couldn't agree more. And on that note, uh, guys, we still have about 10 minutes left in the high spot segment. So 657-383-1521. Again, Dewan, shout out to you for calling in. Uh, owner, the proprietor of Royal Mills Transportation, LLC, ladies and gentlemen. Reliable, clean transportation. Hit up my man Dewan Mills on social, and he can get you anywhere in the greater metro area. 
Uh, quick, fast, in a hurry, and very, very safely and sanitary. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, but, again, 657-383-1521. We talked about a lot of stuff during this high spot segment, and we're still willing to bring somebody else on and talk a whole other subject. There's one that I wanted to bring up, and, and, D, you can stay with us, and if we have somebody else, Joel, we'll have you drop off. Um, hypocrites. And I know this is going to sound like a little bit of a shoot and shout, but I swear to you it's not. Hypocrites make my stomach want to turn, and it doesn't matter to me if you're a legend. Which, by the way, uh, real quick plug, we're doing three nights of MMA at the end of March. Gotta love the pay-per-view audience. Uh, audience. From Jay Hollywood, guys, www.cageaggression.tv. Again, that's www. Dot cageaggression.tv. I'm sure they've got like seven days free or something like that going on over there. Go over there and tell them Jay Hollywood sent you. If you love wrestling and if you love MMA, that's the place to be. That is the place to be. Also, Brandon Lewis, love you. Uh, who else is in here? And Brandon Buck, what is up? What is up, man? Kansas is in the house. Stand up. But anyway, I, I want to get back to this uh, topic here. Let me goose fraba and, and jump back to where I need to jump. Oh, Hypocrites. I don't care if you're a legend, Dewan and John. I'm going to call you out if I see you being a hypocrite. And guess who I'm calling out? The one and only, one of the, the four horsemen, Arn Anderson. And here's why I'm calling him out, because I smell hypocrisy. You know what that means? That means hypocrisy said backwards very slowly. <laughs> John... Arn Anderson fails to realize that on March 3rd, we're going to see a matchup between Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill and Shaquille O'Neal. Now, you probably are asking yourself, well, Night Out, why are you pointing that out to me right now? Well, let me um, point you to the, a Sports Kita article that uh, has provided us with some fantastic screenshots of Mr. Arn Anderson crapping all over WWE's use of Latin hip-hop superstar Bad Bunny, one of your favorite entertainers of all time, I'm sure, uh, uh, their hoss. So Arn Anderson criticized WWE for using him and said something along the lines of, people are here to watch wrestling not watch these silly entertainers. If they wanted to watch them, they'd turn on, like, MTV or something like that, right? Which I don't even think MTV plays music anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure. I haven't watched it in a long time. But those were the general sentiments of what Art Anderson said. And to me, it's hilarious, bro. Because, A, first he acknowledged that he had no idea who Bad Bunny was, like many ignorant people that were immediately shitting on his performance, which I didn't think was very great. But just because you don't know him doesn't mean he's not relevant. He may not be relevant to you. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that road. Point being, Arn Anderson criticizing WWE for bringing in Bad Bunny, who tends to be extremely relevant right now in the world of music, when in the same breath, the company that he claims to be doing things way better and differently is using Shaquille O'Neal in a professional wrestling match. So, John, please do me a favor and tell me, what am I missing here? Is there a difference? Uh, am, I, am I missing that difference, or is this just flat-out hypocrisy? I, I agree that it is. I mean, you, you don't have uh, 
you don't have Snoop Dogg diving off the top rope or anything, right? You know? <laughs> like they did on <laughs> That's AEW. A great point. I forgot all about that. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> so you you're gonna sit there and dog WWE for using Bad Bunny, but didn't they just come off a run doing the same thing? Just with they a different person? Like, I mean, they, too. Yeah. Yeah, and they left that story completely untold. They, like, started and it just died out. It was the weirdest thing. At least at least WWE staying committed to their bad decision. I mean, Bad Bunny's been on every show since that appearance after the Royal Rumble. Has he missed a show? I mean, he's on every show. It's crazy. And I think we got another caller here. We got uh, Brandon, or as he's known in the FWWC, Cairo, calling in here. So let's let's bring him on and get his thoughts. Dude, oh my gosh! By the way, check out my man Julius L Cairo on Twitch. Uh, this dude is awesome. He he takes donations uh, and is helping a very very worthy cause. He's playing all kinds of games. Not the same crap you see everybody else playing. My man's throwing old school games in there, old wrestling games. Stuff that you guys would absolutely love. Let's go ahead and bring him on, man. Welcome to the show, sir. Yo, Welcome what's happening, there, man? Kyra. What's, happening what's up, Hoss? What's happening, fellas? <laughs> what's up, brother? What's on your mind? No, uh, just just chilling, man. I'm listening to the show and I'm I'm feeling you. And you know, one thing I got to throw out there that many of the, many of the listeners may not remember, but I remember when Arn Anderson was in WCW. And they did a bit with Sting and RoboCop. So, I mean, it, <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. That, so, I mean, memories, and, man. I didn't remember you, that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's you know the thing about it is this isn't anything new for WWE. This is something they've been doing since way back in the '80s when they brought in Cindy Lauper and Mr. T. They've been doing this for years. It's not anything new. So for Arn to crap on it. And they and they had just done it, and he's done it in the past when you know whoever was booking in WCW. I mean, really, it's just kind of like, well, it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black. But you know, to each his own. He may not have agreed with it then. He may not agree with it now. But uh, I mean, it it draws eyes. It draws eyes that wouldn't normally watch wrestling onto wrestling. That's the whole idea. So I'm all for it, bro. Why not, right? Hey, cross. Crossovers are the best, bro. Like, rock is cool, rap is cool, but then you got Aerosmith and Run DMC. Like, come on, bro. You can't beat that. Like, why do people have to hate on stuff like this? Now, here's my only point of contention, and, I, and Cairo, I know you'll appreciate this. Again, check out my man Julius L. Cairo on his Twitch channel, man. He's got, he's got some great content updates. Freaking hilarious, by the way. When they bring these guys right, right. in and they overdo it, and it takes time away and, and the opportunity and limelight away from some of the mid-card talent. Like, you could argue, well, with this person there, Bad Bunny, Snoop Dogg, whoever, it's bringing more eyeballs to the show. But, yeah, if, if it brings more eyeballs to the show, what do you want those eyeballs to see? You want them to see the product that you're bringing to the table weekly, not just when you bring the big guests on. And I'm going to be very sincere. I kind of take this almost personally because – like, here on the show, of course, our numbers go up when we have big-name guests. But we hope that you don't just listen to that 30 minutes of the show, that you're like, oh, you know what, I listened to, like, 20 minutes before they had that guest on, and the guy's got some pretty good stuff going on, even without that big-name guest. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the, the hook you throw out there to try to reel people in. But if, if, it, if it gets 
abused, then then you're not really exposing people to what your true product is, right? And let them decide for themselves whether they like it or not. Do do either of you guys have thoughts on that, or, or am I way off base? Well, honestly, it's kind of a two. It's kind of a two-edged sword, Renee, and I feel where you're coming from. But at the same time, right. when that mid-card talent isn't entertaining, these things have to happen to draw new eyes to. I mean, not that they're not talented, but when they're not drawing, when they're not drawing people in to watch it, you have to do these kind of things in order to get people to watch that wouldn't normally watch. I mean, it, it's and you know, I don't like to throw this out there like that, but I'm gonna do it this time. It's like the Attitude Era was one of those eras where people were tuning in to see Austin. They were tuning in to see Rock. They were tuning they were tuning in to see yep. mid car stuff because you Man, never I, knew what was gonna happen. Right. Yeah. And yep. and honestly at the same time, you can't really fault the talent because it's you know, when we're talking about back when wrestler when wrestling used to have maybe one or two writers, now they have a group of writers for the mid card, a group of writers for the main event, group of writers you know, so you never know how the writers are gonna pan this out and the writers, I feel like sometimes the writers' hands are tied because they're like, well, this guy's extremely athletic, but as far as his mic skills, there's nothing that's going to draw anybody in. And that's kind of a that's kind of a stigma nowadays, unfortunately. A lot of guys are great in the ring, but you put a microphone, you put the stick in front of them, and, well, I mean, it's much to be desired. So you have to do these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And you would hope that would be the downer, man. Hate to be the downer, but it's the truth. <laughs> it is. Hey, John, any thoughts on that, bro? Before uh, we say goodbye to Julius L. Cairo and bring on our first featured guest of the evening, what do you what do you think? You want to wrap it up for us? Well, no, I I can see where Cairo is coming from. You know, he does have a point there that you know there is there is a lot of people who aren't good on the mic and you know, but they are pretty good at the in ring performance type stuff. So yeah, I can see where he's coming from with that point, and uh, and I, I agree with him. Yeah, well, I think absolutely, you guys are both absolutely on the ball. Balance is key. You're going to have some incredible talent uh, that's going to entertain you every time they step in the ring, and then you're just going to have guys that are so overwhelmingly talented on the microphone that they can't be denied, which is what I think we're seeing with the Miz right now with him as WWE champion. Uh, Brandon, bro, love you, bro. Thank you so much for dialing that number and calling into the show. Uh, you've always been a loyal supporter, man, so that's why we try to reciprocate the love. Again, that's Julius El Cairo on Twitch. Check my man out. He's doing all kind of gaming stuff. He's freaking hilarious. We love him, and he's always got a great take when it comes to pro wrestling. And if you got any thoughts on New Japan, talk to that guy because he's really into that, and I learn something from him every time we talk about New Japan. So take care of yourself, bro. Thanks for being here tonight. No problem, man. Y'all take it easy. Adios. Thank you, Kara. Love that dude, man. I wish my voice sounded like that, bro. That man's like, like very white. I, you dig me? Like I'm. He he is. Why can't he's I an awesome cool guy. Like I really like him. <laughs> Hell yeah, and super entertaining as well. So, oh, dogs here. What's going on, Daniel Grimm? Uh, oh my god, <laughs> I, I just I just got told careful talking about Art Anderson. You're right, guys. I. I said it, and I said it respectfully, kind of, sort of. <laughs> but the dude was way out of line with that one, way out of line. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm kind of excited, John, because we're going to have a guest on here in just a matter of moments uh, that's a longtime professional wrestler, 
And uh, I think he's going to have a unique perspective on some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Uh, a guy that trained under Danny O and Billy Boa, uh, Rick uh, Lieb is a real talented guy, and he's actually currently a champion over at RCW. So in just a matter of moments, we're going to have him on. He's going to join us. We're going to talk about everything he's got going on. And this man is not only a champion, he's actually co-hosting RCW Spotlight, uh, which you guys can find over at the RCW Network on YouTube. Uh, and it'll be in just a matter of moments. John, before we get there, I do have to ask you a quick question, man, uh, and it's pertaining to fantasy wrestling. This weekend, the group had a huge pay-per-view, an absolutely huge pay-per-view. You saw general managers involved, and, uh, all the top champions in action. I know that you spend your time as a general manager for the Infinite brand, but overall, man, did you have any big takeaways or surprises from the FWWC from this weekend? By the way, guys, more information on the world's premier fantasy wrestling promo- uh, promotion over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling. That's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling. John, give me your quick thoughts, man, while we uh, wait for Rick to join us. Yeah, I, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good show. I thought all three brands really showed up and showed out on the show. And, uh, I mean, it was just awesome all the way around. You know, of course, for myself, being the general manager of the Infinite brand, you know, I got to be happy for my man Swag picking up that second title, you know, that, that was just awesome. And, uh, you had the, uh, IC number one contendership there that Daniel Grimm walked away with. And, you know, so that was pretty good match too. So overall, there's just a lot of good stuff going on. And, you know, the legends championship changing hands, Remy Ricks losing that after, almost carrying it to uh, Big Papa Kirk's record, you know? So yeah, that's, that, was close. that was a big surprise. So it, it was a good show all the way around. I mean, no matter where you looked, I think you would find some good entertainment there. Dude, no, no doubt about it, bro. I, I, I'm proud to be affiliated with the FWWC. You guys, uh, I put so much great work into – creating a platform where people can, like, almost be pro wrestlers. Obviously, there's no real in-ring competition, but we do everything else. We have locker rooms. We have real championships. We compete uh, by making picks on Mondays and Fridays during, like, SmackDown Raw, AEW, or whatever. We make selections, who we think is going to win each match, and then we just tally the scores and see who wins. Uh, But we've done some pretty tremendous stuff, uh, I mean, as a group. And uh, it's only getting better. I think uh, there was an announcement a little bit earlier today that myself and Dewan made about what could potentially be happening next year. And it's really exciting, man. It's like the energy in the group is picking up again, and people are excited not only for the end of this season to see who wins the brand battle, but, you know, what could potentially be coming next year, man. I'm, again, I'm just real glad to be a part of it. Uh, Dewan obviously being the originator, the creator, head administrator. He's the one that kind of started the thing off. And when I joined him, man, I had a vision of taking it you know, from, from a big deal to, like, something unexplainable. And I think we're well on our way, especially with the fact that we have real championships, like like full-size championships that have our logo on it, not some, you know, no disrespect, but WWE or some other promotion somewhere. No, these are our belts, and we're in the process of getting rid of all of our replica belts and going strictly to uh, FWWC merchandise, uh, including our championships. And then I have one here that I want to show you guys real quick, uh, I think you'll love. So this here 
is an FWWC uh, Dark Realms Trios Tournament medal. I don't know if you guys can make that out. This is actually full size, uh, the same weight that you would get if you were in a real sports competition, except it's been customized to represent the FWWC. If you guys can see that, there's a Wrestle Talk podcast on it, there's Fantasy Wrestling on it, and then, of course, the big FWWC. When you talk about E-Feds and things of that nature, I've seen them, I've been in them, and there's nothing like this place. So whether you're a professional wrestler who's like needs to you know, practice their trade a little bit, you know, wants to work on their uh, wants to work on their promo game. We're more than open and willing for you guys to uh, uh, to join us, right? If you want to perfect your craft from a promo perspective, or if you have always wanted to be a wrestler but you can't, uh, physical limitations, financial, logistical, whatever your limitations might be, I think we found a great workaround. John, I know you've been a competitor for the group in the group for a long time and been a champion or whatever, like, tell me it isn't cool to almost have the feeling of being like a professional wrestling. I mean, it's about as close as you can get without the actual in-ring stuff. Am I right? Oh, it is. It's great. And the people that you meet through this thing, you really become family with them and really get to know them. And I mean, it's not just a group of people that come together and, and say, okay, yep, this is what we're doing. And, and you don't, really know them you actually get to know these people and the watch parties that you guys put on out there in kansas city everybody comes to them and you get to meet each other and it's just a great time all the way around and if you can't actually step in the ring you know like myself and some of the others that have you know things that prevent us from being actual wrestlers this is as close as it gets to being the actual thing you know and it's it's a great thing great stress reliever at times can create some stress at times too, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> for the most part a good stress reliever, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And I, I'm glad that I found the group and I, I appreciate all the work that you and Dewan have put in the group. I thank the both of you for everything that you do. And uh, the group has come a long way in the time that I've been here. And I've only been here, I think four years five years, something like that. So, it, you know, it's come a long way in that time. And uh, I look forward to seeing where it's going to go from here. It has. Dude, it absolutely has. And, and you know what? It's the supers that really make it special. Um, the entertainment value, some of the stuff that the, the group members have done with, like, motion posters. And I don't, I don't even want to sound mean or anything, bro, but – like, some of the posters that are made for the fantasy group are better than some of the posters I even see for some of the professional wrestling companies that I'm aware of, right? So, that oh, tells you something. If the quality of the promos is awesome, if the posters are awesome, then you know the competition, the actual actual competition of being a superstar and competing for belts and all that and creating a character and telling your story. You know it's got to be a good thing. You know it's got to be a good thing. So, again... If you guys get the opportunity, WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling for more information on the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Now, we are still working, guys, on getting Rick uh, to join us on the show. Uh, I believe he's attempting to call in, but we're just kind of waiting for that to officially go through. In the time that we have, there are a couple of more things that I want to discuss, but that also allow 
allows us to keep the phone lines open. So, again, 657-383-1521. If there's anything that you guys have heard that you want to discuss, completely agree with us or disagree with us, call that number, join us in the conversation, and we'll make sure you have a great time doing it. But as we um, wait to see what happens, I do have another topic, John. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. So, see if it's the same topic that, uh, that Joe sent me. What'd you say? Say that again. I, I said, let me see if it's the same topic that Joe sent to me. Because Joe sent well, me a topic to cover my topic. Well, well, okay, because you go with your first and let's see. Okay, gotcha. So, my topic tonight comes on the heels of an announcement that was made by a certain pro wrestling promotion. I'm not going to name them, okay? But they released a statement uh, about an event that happened recently, okay? And during this event, there was an injury during the course of a match. Uh, When that happened, when this injury took place, they immediately stopped the match and provided medical care to the superstar who was injured. Uh, the superstar was then taken to the hospital. Uh, lots of tests were taken or whatever, and the superstar was released later that night. Um, the, the promotion stayed in contact with the superstar throughout the, the process, uh, but did decide to continue the show. Uh, this was after the promotion was speaking with all of the superstars, the referees, some of the people in attendance, and it was more or less unanimously decided that they would continue with the production. With that said, they caught heat from a certain segment of the fans that were in the building that night for not stopping the show completely, okay? Now, mind you, in this situation, this individual wrestler was checked out of the hospital that same night. But it beckons the question, and it's something I've heard for years and years since I've been a pro wrestling fan, and really in most entertainment industries and other industries, and that saying is, John, the show must go on. I'm sure you've heard this expression before, right? The show must go on. Okay? Well, it's 2021. Things, all things are being examined and looked at a little bit differently than what we maybe have done in the past. So I'm going to ask you this question. Have we gotten to a point now where it is appropriate, depending on the situation, to call off a show completely if someone suffers an injury that causes them to go to the hospital that could potentially cause them to pass away? Who knows? In this scenario, that clearly didn't happen. But, I mean, is the old moniker, the show must go on, is it something we need to take a close look at and revise? Or in your opinion, is it a matter of circumstance? I have to know how you feel about this, John. You know, in my opinion, I would say it's a matter of circumstance. Depends on how bad the injury is. And is this person, you know, like the top dog that everybody is there to see? You know, things of that nature play into the decision. Um, But, I mean, you look back through history. You look at Owen Hart. When he fell and and died in the ring, they continued the show that night. They finished out that pay-per-view. Still with the blood splat in the corner of the ring, but they finished the pay-per-view. Were they wrong for finishing that pay-per-view? 
Yeah, some people thought it should have stopped one. right there, and some people didn't, you know. So it, it's right. it's been something that's gone through history. It's it's definitely it's definitely a toughie. It's definitely a toughie, and you know what? I'm just kind of putting two and two together right now, JP. So our next guest in the following hour, who we may be able to get to a little bit sooner rather than later, which is great for me. Um, we're still waiting to see if our first hour guest comes through for us. Uh, if not, we'll obviously reschedule. Hopefully, Rick's doing okay. Uh, but if not, it'll give us a little bit more time with someone who may have something to say on the topic, okay? Because our second-hour guest, Leo D., has, has faced a situation where he's had uh, a severe injury in the middle of a very, very important match. And I can tell you that there was a certain segment of the people in the crowd that day that felt like it shouldn't have gone on, and then there was another segment that was okay with it continuing. So I don't think we'll ever come to a perfect answer. I think it's more on a case-by-case basis. But it definitely is worth considering that old phrase, John, the show must go on. Do we ever get to a point where we, out of respect, decide to close things down, shut the show down, because we're more concerned with the well-being of another individual. I think it's a matter of opinion, and I can't wait for Leo D to join us so we can talk about it, because I'm sure he's going to have some strong thoughts on it, considering he's been one of those guys in the ring in one of those situations. Okay? So, John, here's my question to you. Go ahead. Jump on in. We actually have a uh, caller on the line named Michael Pam that uh, wants to speak his mind on it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Michael's Corner. <laughs> Michael's mm-hmm. Corner. So, uh, Man, welcome to the show, Michael. Michael, what is up, bro? What is up? Hey, what? what is up? How are you doing? Michael, it's so great to have you on the show. How have you been? I've been doing well, sir. Um, I I was just watching, watching your... Um, your show, show tonight, and you brought up an interesting topic that I want I want you to discuss right quick. You know, so I thought I I just want to jump on in and um give you my thoughts. Please do, sir. The floor is yours. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I have I'm a wrestling fan. Um. I've been going to wrestling shows for the past seven years, you know, and I have seen a wrestler get injured and whatnot to a point where they were they were unconscious or couldn't move. And my thoughts is if someone gets injured like that, um, while when I was at a wrestling show. They just specifically told fans, you know, go go into the bar, get something to drink while they are to that wrestling. And then at the end of the night, the show went on as planned. And I think that um, it is 2021 now. Um, I believe that uh, I think, like, the show – should go on 
you know, as planned, you know, because wrestling fans paid their money to see a wrestling show. And, and for them to just stop it completely, you know, that just tells me that's just a waste of the fans' time and money and effort, you know, because you don't know. You don't know. Um, the, the fans spend money just to be on the show and have it to have it canceled completely. Then I was like, man, that's just a waste of time. But you do got a valuable point, though, that you made there. So, and I believe that um, the show should have been stopped. Remember what happened with the Owen Hart situation in 1999 when Owen Hart fell and got killed and WWE continued the show? And, but he, their family was just livid, you know? Well, you're you're absolutely right, Michael. And you know what? That's the first example that comes to mind. We've got people that are on the thread tonight. By the way, thank you guys so much for interacting with us, uh, with us today here at uh, WrestleTalkPodcast.com via the Facebook live stream. Uh, the Owen Hart incident that you talked about, Michael, happened here in Kansas City. And believe it or not, we actually have somebody uh, representing Columbus Park. Uh, the old-school Italian neighborhood in Kansas City, and he was actually in attendance that night when Owen Hart passed away. So we're going to go ahead and throw it to him real quick as we get closer and closer, amigos, uh, to getting once again the opportunity to talk to the first-ever, only-ever Triple Crown champ over at KCXW, uh, double belt holder at one time over at XWE, the one and only Leo D. Uh, But... Like I said, we're going to have some Columbus Park representation here tonight, representing that Night, uh, what's up, brother? Big T. Big T, welcome. Big Anthony, welcome to the show. How the hell are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, brother. Hey, listen, when it comes to the show going on, if it's a serious matter, that's, forgive my, it needs to be shut down out of respect for the man's family, health, whatever. You know what I mean? And being there at Camp Arena that night, let's just say I don't know how Kansas uh, KCPD didn't even shut that event down. There was blood in the ring; you could see it clearly. They was pushing wrestlers out the cor- uh, the out the curtain. It was the whole shit show. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how that event even went on. I mean, you could clear as day see wow. that man's blood. It splattered in the ring. Yeah, I'm sure that's an image that's going to be hard to erase from your memory, Big T. And, and and I think, you know, it's hard to find a middle ground here because you're talking about people's well-being. You're saying uh, making sure that we don't lose money and people don't ask for refunds is worth setting aside the well-being and health of a human being. Um, that's a tough one. And, and, you know, having been fortunate enough to work as a promoter on a couple of different occasions – uh, sorry, taking a peek. Oh, sorry, I have an opportunity to work as a promoter uh, on a couple of different occasions. You're always worried about two things. You're always worried about liability and profitability, uh, and liability being first. You don't ever want anybody to walk out injured, nor do you want the fans to see someone get injured because what does that say about the sport, that it's not safe, it's not well-regulated, it's not well-officiated? 
That's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to be one of those promoters that puts a black eye on the sport just because you want to have a good time. So whenever I've had the opportunity to do that, I've always been very, very careful. Unfortunately, we've never suffered a severe injury on any of the three shows that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of, one of which we did not this past December, but the December before that. And my man, Leo D, was one of the guys that was involved in it, as you guys probably know by now. So we'll probably uh, jump on that as well. Uh, but Big T, I, l- I love your perspective, and-, and thank you for sharing that with us because that must have been a really tough moment for you as a professional wrestling fan to see something like that. And-, and I'm surprised that you still are a fan after you saw something like that because I could easily see it turning people off when you have an experience like the one that you had back in Kemper Arena? It was definitely a hectic night, you know, like, Thinking, I just think about it like being older, being a father now. Like, man, that dude had children, you know. That never, their father went to work and never came home. You know, I look at it like this: if a man's dying, I'm pulling the plug. I don't care what the fans think. I don't care what the money's not going to look like. That's somebody's well-being in there. You know, I mean, that's just me. Somebody else might want the show to go on and worried about the dollar, but it's a moral thing, you know. And that's all I got for tonight, gentlemen. Big T, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Well, Michael, we do want to get back to you uh, because you are calling, I believe, from the great state of Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to challenge you to do something, man. You have a lot of different wrestlers on your show, Michael's Corner on YouTube. Make sure you guys give him a like. He's trying to get up to 630 likes or follows or whatever you call it on YouTube. Make sure you guys check out Michael's Corner. He's got a lot of great interviews uh, with a lot of wrestlers from his area. Michael, here's my final question to you. Bro, what's the word on the shows in your area? Have you heard any rumors or seen any indication that things might be going back to normal anytime soon as far as having live events? Um, the last, the last thing I remember is, was, uh, there was two wrestling shows that was, um, over the weekend. And I believe it was first wrestling. They did their two shows. I believe on over the weekend. So it was, I believe it was Saturday and this past Sunday. They did a wrestling show. And um, that's the only thing I remember. But other than that, I think things are starting to get back to normal. Um, I don't know when the next wrestling shows in Minnesota might be. But if I hear anything, Renee, I'm going to definitely get back to you on that question because um, things are starting to open up in Minnesota. Um, People are getting vaccinated like crazy. So um, we just got to wait and see what the future holds. No doubt about it. Well, thank you, Michael. And you know what, John? I think it's worthy of a little bit of a celebration. You know what that means? There was two shows in his area. I heard that there's going to be a show, uh, uh, two shows. There's going to be one show out here in April. I can't let anything out of the bag because, you know, I'm I'm a respectful individual. Plus, I don't want to get fired. But two of the promotions that your boy works for may be having shows in April, and I could not be any more excited. You know what that calls for, JP? That calls for the Mexican yell, baby! Oh, 
starting to open up where you're at, man, because I'm excited about that, man. I haven't been to many live shows over the last, like, 18 months, and it's making me sick to my stomach. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm ready to go back to live shows, man. I'm so ready. Honestly, I haven't been to a live show in forever. I've seen some of them opening up in Pennsylvania, some of them way down in West Virginia, you know, but um, in the actual area that I'm in, I haven't seen a live show in forever around here. The last one we had that was supposed to happen, the last one we had that was supposed to happen, the... uh, the day of the show, the health department called and said someone complained and made them shut the show down. Oh, man. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, I have man. not seen live well, hopefully, wrestling. Hopefully it opens back up for you guys too, bro. That sucks. Oh, I hope so. I, I keep in touch with the uh, promoter that runs that organization. And I keep asking him, when are we going to have a show again? And he's like, just as soon as they'll let me. <laughs> so hopefully soon. But we'll see what happens. Uh, dude, well, I appreciate that. And, and thank you for uh, dropping that info on us, John. Hopefully wrestling comes back to your area soon. I know it's starting to pick up here in the Midwest. And, man, like I said, I can't say anything. I'm, I'm not the person to say it. But, man, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, here within the next month or two, we might be having a couple of shows in a month. And then, uh, was it a month and a half ago? Maybe a month ago, I was over at PXW. Shout out to Craig Heatsman, Pony Express, my man Josh Leonard doing all the stuff behind the camera. Incredible show. They had an incredible show. I got to meet Rudy Gonzalez at that show. If you guys see my picture with Rudy Gonzalez, man, it's an honor to meet the guy who started his wrestling school long uh, side the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and trading Daniel Bryan, and man, I could go on and on forever. But uh, anyway, let's do this, bro. We're gonna take a little bit of an early break, uh, two three minutes. Um, then we're gonna come back with our second featured guest of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. I-, I-, I can't tell you how excited I am because I got a lot of love and respect for this young man. He's been killing the game, and now he's officially back. And we're gonna talk all about it here in about three minutes on episode three thirty four of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We'll catch you guys shortly. Boom, hit the music, baby.
Hey, wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, welcome back to hour number two of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 334. Still got a good show coming up for you, and uh, it's been a decent show so far, don't you think, Night Owl? I think it's been a great show, JP. I'm trying to clean up my mess. Had way too many Coronas during the show, but you know what? Coronas are amateur, so maybe I'll have another four or five of them before the end of the show. I don't give a damn. I'm excited. It's a great, great opportunity uh, to speak to other wrestling fans, right? Because we're coming off the Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're going into, like, right in the middle of WrestleMania season. And you know what, what else we're about to do, JP? We're about to bring on a guy who has earned his due here in the Midwest. And I know you're familiar with him from afar, but for those of us who have been fortunate enough to see him in the ring, um, we're grateful. Not only are we grateful for what he's done, but we're grateful for what he is going to do because there was a little bit of suspense there for a little bit. And now he is back on the horse and riding like he's never ridden before. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the show, a longtime member of the Wrestle Talk family, the one and only Leo D. Come on over, Bubba. We'll adjust this camera as needed. Give me some music, John. Come on, give me some hip hop. Give me something with flavor, baby. Scale. 
uh, back competing with some of the promotions that we know you for. Yep. Uh, KCXW being one of them, yep. XWE being another one. Yep. Uh, I know you've been working in Illinois as well. You've been out east or whatever. But, dog, let's stop that right there because there was a period of time that we weren't sure if we were going to be able to see you wrestle again. So let's start there. I know there's a little bit of a timeline. Let's not spend too much time on it. Yeah. You want to keep it upbeat. But from the moment that you suffered your injury in that mm-hmm. championship match uh, with the incredible, super talented, and respected Derek Stone, uh, and I'm sure he felt like shit, even though he, you know, it was just one of those weird things that just happens out there. What happened from that moment forward to get you to where you are now? Oh, goodness. Um, all right, we'll cliff note this best as possible. This is a lot of uh, in and outs, ups and downs in this ride. Right. But, uh, basically what happened, I suffered an injury in the, in the ring. It was a uh, severe concussion, and I had had concussions prior. I knew kind of the symptoms, how you feel when you're supposed to bounce back from a concussion. Now, those previous concussions, were they football, baseball, cheer? They were, actually, they were all cheerleading. All cheerleading. I never got hurt in football, only blew my knee out in baseball, no head injuries. All right. But uh, cheerleading was all of my head wounds or injuries, and that was a, for those that don't know, I cheered in college on a full collegiate scholarship, so it was kind of cool. Is that Ottawa State? It was Ottawa, it's Ottawa University. Ottawa University. Ottawa, Kansas. You know, shout out, go Braves. Um, anyways, fast forward. I wasn't bouncing back. I know you don't drink too much, but sparkling water? That works. I'll do it for you. That works. Yeah. What is this? Uh, Don't you go. Mineral water. Yeah, cheers. Do you right? Cheers. 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 health, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank um, you. No, anyways, so uh, I wasn't bouncing back like I normally did. I couldn't shake it off. I was getting a headache still. wasn't focused. I wasn't me. And it was, I'm talking like two, two and a half weeks, three weeks down the line, I still wasn't feeling like myself. I a family friend of mine convinced me to go get looked at finally. With boss. Good friend. Yeah, very good friend. Very good friend. Went and got looked at. Got some scans back that showed some not great imaging of my brain. They actually showed lesions that had developed on my brain. And uh, Is that like some sort of blood clot? It's essentially what could develop into an open wound on your brain. It's like a, it's like a deep brain brain bruise. It's, it's hard to explain, but essentially that's what it is. And with that said, it was any sort of brain rattle at all, head movement. It could open that lesion. I could have bleeding on my brain. So I was put... A fender bender anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. I was put under what People don't think about that. Exactly. Well, you can't wrestle with dude. If you get into a like a, a minor fender bender, that could exacerbate your issues. So. Yeah, you bonked your head coming up from your desk. Could have thrown yeah, which happened to me. <laughs> yeah, everybody's done that. <laughs> but no, I actually had to get what's called an eggshell syndrome. Is what considered like you okay. have, have special insurance where, like you said, if I get into a fender bender and I get knocked out, they can look on my card like, oh crap, we need to get this dude to the hospital. It was deemed that serious. Um, that was around the turn of uh, what 2020 is when that hit, so right before COVID and everything happened. And uh, I was actually, I was really down in the dumps, obviously, because I had to. I mean, even without a concussion, dude, COVID, yeah. like February last year into March well, was like the worst. I mean, this was, yeah. like, a year ago today was like exactly. when everything was popping off, really. Exactly. And then I found the news that not only am I uh, going to have to go through this pandemic that we all had to go through, but also I have to give up everything I've ever really wanted to work for, everything I've ever tried my whole heart is at. That's taken from me. So I was kind of thrown, this isn't a what was me story. I was thrown down in the dumps, whatever, of course. Fast forward, and you've got these guys like Daniel Bryan, who had gotten cleared. I looked into his story. Looked into Edge's story, because he had just came back at the Royal Rumble. So I just went in deep, and I was looking. I was like, ah, their injuries were different. Theirs were more neck-related, not brain-related. 
It's more neck related, not brain related. But I, I whatever. I got motivated. All right. Went back to the gym. Shout out to my man. Uh, kind of a dick sometimes, but Ryan the Infinite Gingel. I'm gonna give him a shout out here. You're talking about he's a sweetheart. He's a dick. He's a he's a he's awesome. He's nice a guy. Yeah. Unless he's real doing sweet, his though. thing in the ring. Real sweet. Then he's a real jerk. No. <laughs> anyway, he was actually the one that kept me motivated and said, "Hey, go get a second opinion. Go get looked at again. Go get looked at again." Why not? If you have the means. Yeah. Why not? So fast forward, I went and got looked at again. This is about uh, what time is this? Now we're around the June deadline, so kind of right in the middle of the COVID craziness. I was supposed to go get relooked at. COVID postponed that. All right, cool. So postponed. even getting in to see a doctor during that time was was, was a challenge. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So whatever, I finally end up going and looked at. Scans get relooked at. Same exact doctor I brought the images to because I wanted to see if there was truly a difference, and I liked that doctor. Um, he's looking at him, and without any honestly explanation, he couldn't explain it. The lesions had shrunk into a point they weren't even on the imaging anymore. So with that said, it was allowed me to come off of what they call eggshell because I wasn't deemed that much of an accident prone. Right. Life prone. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't that deemed that serious anymore to the level they thought it was. I do still have gray matter built up in my brain, but if anybody has had a concussion and you've had a severe concussion, you have some. Play football. It happens. It is what it is. I wish there was more studies done to look into that, but we are where we are technology-wise. Yeah. Anyways, with that said, I was actually given the clearance to bump again, selectively, and then also kind of, he said uh, he wouldn't recommend his son to do it, but he can't hold me back if I want to do it, is kind of what his words were. So with that said, I've kind of uh, learned to adopt some things, I've been changing my style a little bit, but then COVID hit again harder, closed everything down, yep. so all of my excitement from coming back from my injury plummeted because everything shut down. The pandemic, the country that we're in, every everything was closed. It, 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 let me stop you right there because, like, I'm listening to you talk, and it's crazy how much confidence seems to play a part in what you're doing, right? Oh. Like, like you're 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 on this great track, and then something completely unrelated to your health, the pandemic, it kind of brought you back down to a point where you were questioning yourself. Yep. Right. So I'm curious. That confidence, like your ability to kind of kick that back, kickstart that again, because I see people, you know, good friends that we probably mutual friends of ours who struggle with some of those things, and they're not able to kickstart themselves back together again. Just quickly here, yeah. what what are some of those motivating factors that, like, like as you said, Ryan, mm-hmm. what what else was there that, like, triggered you to get back on the right track to get a little bit closer to where you wanted to be, which is where you know returning to the ring. Uh, it was honestly just what I want out of my own life what I see in myself. And I know I'm never going to be happy and satisfied. No offense to anybody out there because I don't mean anything ever. But I'm not this kind of guy that will be happy and fulfilled and satisfied. Just punch the clock, punch the clock and going on. That's that's more mean. You got to look for something more yeah, I need I need something deeper than that for me. And wrestling is by far that. Whether it's performing in the ring, whether it's booking a show, helping book a show, whatever it is. I just I know that for me personally, wrestling is what I need in my life, period. And with that motivation of being cleared again and being told I'm allowed to do this, I kind of did look at the aspect of, okay, now is COVID a sign to be like, whoa, just because you're okay to do this, shouldn't you? Mean you should. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? Like, do you want to go through that injury again? Because it wasn't fun. But through this, I've realized that anything you do in your life, 
this is going to sound super cliche, and I'm sorry for those listening. But Sometimes you can change your truth. You can get hit walking to your car in a parking lot. Just Run over by a bus. We've all heard that, yeah. So you can't think in that negative mindset. And then through self-growth, I'm turning 30 in April, so I've uh, kind of been on in my own personal. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see these right here? Yeah, you see these? Right. No, look at you. You really have some of them? So you already? Oh, dang. That must be from watching Aaron Rodgers play quarterback. Yeah. I mean, no as a Bears fan for you're in Washington. Oh, no. That's why I'm overweight, bro. I just get nervous eating every game, and then there's no point. There's no point in it. So I do want to uh, throw it over to my partner, John, who, who's done his homework on you as well. But but I got to ask, and I know I'm jumping around a lot. So you're talking about this road to recovery, uh, all the obstacles that you faced. Um, it's not bad, right? It's our waters. So recently, though, you talk about feeling like you're almost 100% back. You got to spend some time, and it's funny because we're putting together this press release and we're trying to make sure that this information is as up-to-date as possible. Shout out to uh, Luke Skywalker Roberts who helps us with our press releases. Thank you, sir. does such a good job. My man hit me back. He's like, bro, you do a better job of putting me over than I do. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's Luke Roberts, man. That's the work that he does. The dude's a genius when it comes to promotion and putting things together properly. Um, Mike Bennett. Mm. Uh, you, you hinted at him. I'm not going to say why a few minutes ago. Uh, you're like, I don't want to get – Yeah, whatever, right? Uh, yeah, so what was that like? Because I know that's somebody that you've been looking up to for a while as a talent, and then to have a chance to actually work with him and, yeah. and sit under the learning tree for a little bit. I know KCXW afforded you that opportunity, bro. What was that like? Well, yeah, my fandom of Mike Bennett goes back to when he was with Matt Taven the first time in Ring of Honor. And they were doing the kingdom. That was the best oh, ROH. I was so ROH was so great back then. I, I loved everything they did. It is not too. Shane Taylor, all those yeah. guys are doing a great job. Dragon Lee, they're all awesome. But back then was special, bro, yeah. that year of Ring of Honor. And I just, for whatever reason, find myself scheduling-wise, whatever. Ring of Honor was on my screen a lot during that time. And I just loved Mike's work. So, anyways, yes, like you said, fast forward. Um, XWC, the Extreme Wrestling Center, we actually had the opportunity to have Mike Bennett in the house, which uh, was actually last week. And it was absolutely. You still got the. You still smell like him. Bro, can I get a, yeah, <laughs> get a whiff? I want to smell like Mike Canellas too. I mean, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. Hey, hey, he, I didn't get near him. I'm, I'm smart enough to say way over here on my little podcast, not in front of him. Now I can honestly say, and anybody out here that's ever been to wrestling seminars before, you know, some of them are very hit and miss. No, again, no offenses ever, and what I'm saying and anything I say, but. There are those seminars that you go to, and you'll be sitting there, and you're thinking, like, hmm. 40 bucks for this shit? <laughs> I mean, There's no seminars you go to, and it's just. But well, you never know, though. Exactly. It's yeah. a cardio fest. They Who's my go. dude? Um, I know that it was one that you loved. Uh, Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore was fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kit was talking about it or whatever. I know you were excited about it. But so there's some of them that maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, Shannon Moore's well-respected. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I heard that one was, like, a freaking home run. Yeah, Shannon was great. Shannon was great, but there was something about Mike's that was just different from all the other ones, and it was the fact that he himself took individual one-on-one time with every single talent there. They brought them one-on-one into the ring. I'm not going to disclose the whole seminar because there are things that need to stay in-house, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. but he would bring an individual talent into the ring. They would go over some things, and then he would give his own personal two cents, and it wasn't your generic, like, yeah, kid, keep your chin up, or yeah, kid, make sure your eyes. Like, no, it was legitimate, in-depth, deep. Personal advice. If you do this, exactly. transition, that kind of thing. Exactly. It was, yeah. And he was That's the, awesome. That's amazing. 
I could talk for hours on Mike Bennett's seminar about the greatness that it's not only for me personally, you know, I'm a very observing guy. So, okay. So it begs the question, then we'll go, then we'll go to John. What was his critique of you? If you can share that with us or, or was it like, not necessarily a critique, like, hey, add on to what you're already doing by doing this. Or is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Yeah, um, it was, I was told that my personality stands out without a whole lot of effort. And I should probably try and put a little more effort there to get a little more character stuff over. Because everybody can do moves. If you're at wrestling today or a wrestling fan, you know watching wrestling, everybody has really cool moves. That's not what gets people over. The personality. You've got to be able to relate to somebody. The factor, bro. It's, yeah, it's 1,000%. That's what it is, bro. Kevin Owens is a good one to relate to, too. Jericho's the best one. Yeah, I think he's the greatest one of that yeah. example. Not that he's not a great wrestler, too, yes. but his ability to entertain just... And just, you connect with them. You either love them or you hate them, and that's something that you don't do from moves. That's personality. That's the type of person that they're either portraying or that they actually are. And that's just, that's a whole Some other Some people level. are masters of it. That's a whole other level. Senseis of it. All right, well, John, I've been hinting that we're going to have you on for a couple of questions. I, I know that from afar, uh, you're a Leo D fan. I believe that at one of our watch parties that you went to, Leo D was in the building as well. You know, he always comes out and supports yeah. Wrestle Talk. Like I said, longtime member of the Wrestle Talk fam. Not everybody gets that distinction. Don't believe that if you tune in here one time, you're a member of the fam. You're just a visitor. We love you just the same. You can buy a mug and all that. But fam is fam, all right? So, uh, Hardcore Haas, what do you got from my man Leo D? Well, um, you know, looking at, looking at it, I've seen that you you wrestled a lot of a lot of people, you know, Matt Riddle and uh, Hangman Adam Page and uh, Brutal Bob Evans. And so you got a lot of names, a lot of big names there that you've been in the ring with. Is there anybody that would be a dream match if you could book any match you wanted to? Who would you book that dream match against? Well, uh, that's a loaded question, my friend. There are so many answers that are correct, and that one is not on my list. Um, there are – there's two I go to – three. Uh, there's three I go to right off the bat. One is by far Randy Orton because that's been, like, one who I do my best to emulate the things. I think he does wrestling the correct way, and read into that what you will, but – I think he is the ultimate epitome of what every true wrestler should try to perform like. And then the an- second answer would be, uh, I've always had a dream tag team match I'd want to be a part of. And this one's kind of going on to that uh, comedy route and personality factor. And it would be to have a tag team match where I'm teaming with Ethan Page. <laughs> yes! Look at this face. I mean, he's in Hayes Jr. <laughs> I actually had the opportunity to meet him, and it was pretty cool. And even he popped that. Did he acknowledge it? Yeah, we took a picture. He acknowledged it. He did that. Great value, Ethan Page. So it was pretty cool. So, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. 100. <laughs> Ethan Page is mini me, especially now that he is a yoke. Yeah, he is a tank now, bro. And here yeah. him and the Canadian dude. I saw them at Revolver. They no, the kill it. The North. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a great team. Better. Great. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. And then, but I'm saying you'll appreciate the opponents here. So if it's me and Ethan Page. And a yeah, long lost brothers tag team against <laughs> Hollis Giroux and Jay Lethal. Yes! Oh, yes! That's okay. one of my that's one of my Oh my God, dude! Hollis and Jay Lethal are it's like like Jay Lethal Jr. and then Ethan. Thing. When the hell did you come up with this scenario? Actually, riding, like you thought about this before riding a car with Hollis Giroux. <laughs> we were sitting oh, in the back, and then there would be so many little elements that 
I may turn into Ethan Page in the match. I may turn into Macho Man and Team with Jay Lethal. You don't know. What's the thing about Hollis Jarreau? He's one of those assholes that wears sunglasses inside unnecessarily. Like, you'll see him come out to the ring, and he'll be wearing uh, glasses and smoking a cigar. And no, yeah, but the whole glasses thing while you're inside, the, you know, it just people who do that are just such assholes. It makes no sense to me. What, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, these? Oh, no, these aren't glasses. They're shades, bro. It's right. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, go ahead. What else you got for Leo D, man? <laughs> um, it, and I can see that you've had to, put, had to put in a lot of hard work to get to where you are, and, you know, you, you've been through a lot. What would be something that you could, uh, you could tell somebody who's up and coming through the ranks? What type of advice would you give them? Six year vet, right? Oh uh, yeah, coming up on six years in April. All right, so yeah. qualified to speak on. I mean, you don't know anything in this. I'm, I'm still. I'm but you know what your two first years were like. You know what I mean? Relate. So, but I never like to think that I know anything. This, because, I mean, especially in this area, you've got guys like Craig, David, Cat, and still, and like why some Billy Simmons, Jason yeah. Thunder, or so many just brains in this area. David so, Cat and shit. Mark Sterling. I've watched that David. David. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's just so many good brands. So I don't ever put myself on, like, a vet level. So I don't necessarily feel qualified to give a deep answer to that question. But uh, to somebody new or on a newer scale, it's simply just keep going. Because in the beginning stages of wrestling, it's so hard to continue to find your motivation because you don't have – you're not going to be granted and put in the best situations. More than likely, you're going to go be uh, what we refer to as you got to go do the job a lot of times put people over, and a lot of it regards to getting your ass kicked a whole lot. And for some people, that's not the most fun thing in the world. But through that, you've got to find your growth points. You've got to find those check marks that you're hitting and set little goals for yourself. And don't listen to the outside influences that are negative. Just keep going. Just keep going. we got a lot of positive right here, Leo D. Hey. Uh, the Marksman's in the house. Susie from Virginia's in the house. A lot hey. of people showing you love. In Green and red Marksman. Jeremy Carp from St. Louis is in the house. That's what's up. Yeah, we got a lot of people excited to have you on the yeah, show. I'm an open book, guys. Fire away with questions. Let's yeah. do it. Hey, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one more, bro, because you know I've got a a few uh, myself because this guy continues to impress me more and more. And, and guess what? I'm only trying to butter him up so that after this, if he's not on some sort of curfew, maybe we can jump <laughs> on that NBA 2K21. You don't want the stick. on the PS5, my All friend. Right, Maybe we have to do that. We'll see. We'll see what the warden says. Man. It really comes down to what she says. Let's be real. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Yes, ma'am. No, no, he can tell you. Whatever. You know how it is, John. No ball and chains. All right, let me not say that too loud. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah no, it was all me. Sorry, babe. Go ahead, John. What else you got for Leo? Well, Renee, if your mic gets cut and I didn't do it, I know what happened. <laughs> You keep talking like that. I'm sure uh, the old lady's going to cut your mic there. You remember the old cartoon, like, uh, like someone would get hooked off the stage? Like, just cook? Like, what's going to happen to your boy? It's going to be a big-ass hook, but it, it, she'll, she'll figure it out. What else you got, John? Um, well, actually, Renee, why don't I just go ahead and turn it over to you? You can go ahead and uh, and ask the other questions you have. Perfect, perfect. No, no doubt, bro. I'll let you get the screen in those callers. Thank you for shooting me a message. Uh, all right, so let's jump into something else, bro. So during the pandemic, obviously you're working out, you're grinding out, and 
there's got to be a moment in time throughout that process that you start actually thinking realistically it's time for me to try to make my return, right? I know initially it was like a CCW thing, if I'm not wrong. It was. All right? Was. So what was what was your feeling going in there? Because it's one thing to go, I'm going back to training, I'm going back to the gym, uh, I don't have the eggshell deal going on anymore. Yeah. Like, were you, did you feel like a brand new greenhorn type? Oh. Did you, I mean, and I know those guys down there have a great way of making it feel chill. I know you love CCW. Shout out to King Championship Wrestling. Much love from Wrestling Talk. Yeah, they do a great job down there. But how'd you feel? Like, you had that butterflies driving yeah. down? and how'd you, I, I felt like day one all over again. <laughs> and for anybody who knows me on a deep level, you know the confidence that is Leo D. Like, that's me. I'm a very confident dude. I'm, well, your song is, uh, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, right? Yeah. Hello, Black. Yeah. No, but anyways, I've always been a very confident dude, very confident in my abilities and what I can and can't do. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. But it, it hit me right before I walked out of my entrance because I'm actually part of Cutter's Hurt. <laughs> yes, they hey, do. Joe. Yes, they my do. guy. That was a uh, shout-out to Mr. KC, Aaron Clay. He is one half of KC's finest with me. We actually had a tag team match. Hey, shout-out to him. He just had a baby. He did just have a baby. Yeah. Izzy is beautiful. Um. Anyway, so we're backstage. And you know that's my daughter's name, too, yeah, Isabella. There you go. Yeah, we, I was talking to his wife at the taping or whatever, and she, I was like, I love that name. Well done. No, but right before we went up the curtain, I had a moment of I don't know what I'm doing. My confidence left me completely. It was I don't know what's going to happen. Walked through the curtain, took a step. I was on the stage, and generally it's it's go for me. It's let's go, have fun, confidence the all the way up. Yeah, usually it's good to go. Yeah, high fives. On the stage, I paused for a second, and I was just like, whoa. Which, hindsight now, looking back on it, I'm so thankful for that moment because it was the acknowledging of what had I had just gone through and the fact that I'm back in this and I'm really glad that I felt that and felt that honestly that nervous and that scared, that fear. Because then when I hit the ring, I was not as smooth as I was once was at that first. Well ring rust, it's real. But it felt good to be out there. It, it was that was my official So you were you, it was a tag match. It was actually a triple threat. It was a triple threat, and my tag team partner hyped me up back then. Okay, so you had some leeway, a little freedom. It wasn't like – because when it's it's one-on-one, I've always feel like all your weaknesses yeah. are going to be exposed, and yeah. the things that you do well are also going to be exposed. One-on-one is very, very hard to hide anything, right? Exactly. Is that fair to say? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think that's why – and I've always kind of made this argument, like before big pay-per-views, right, WWE, they always do those three-on-three yep. – Right, let's protect everyone, let's keep everyone whole, so, keep everyone healthy. Everybody can shine, everybody spotlight a little bit, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. So it's intriguing to me because I was blessed, I'll, I'll, I use the word blessed here, to be a part of that, okay, well, two of them, really. Mm-hmm. It was the goodbye at, at mm-hmm. XWC, which I know was super hard for you, and then we did a smaller one for you at the event, at the mm-hmm. watch party, right, where we kind of clapped and all that. I know it's got to kind of, sit with you in a in an awkward way, right, to say, well, that was less than a year ago, you know, everybody. So what would you say to those people, right, that, that were there and supported you in that moment and are still choosing mm-hmm. to support you in this moment where you're coming back? Because I'll be honest, bro, I was one of the many people who thought we're never, ever going to see this kid do well, – you know, like, I hate to say this, but, like, you're a sports guy, Derek Rose, mm-hmm. right? 
Like, you saw them, and you were like, this is a flash of greatness, and then there came a moment where we all came to the, re- the realization that's not going to happen. Yeah, he will never be the Brandon same. Roy, there's yep. other certain guys. Yep. But you've been afforded a second opportunity. Yep. I mean, how many people get that? Not very many. So what would you say to those people that were there for you then and for the pe- people that have been with you to now? I mean, it's I'm un- eternally grateful. I'm, I can't even put words on it. Thank you is not enough. Especially, like, I mean, I'm talking to everybody from fans that sent me messages like that said, hey, get well. And I know I got a little little bit of animosity from some of the fans because I don't always reply back on messengers. I, it's just Well, you have a just, regular job, yeah, I mean, and you're a, 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 a cheer coach, and you're a, and you're a coach at the wrestling school, and, and you're a trainee. And, and to be honest, I stay out of private one-on-one messages anyway because I feel like that just leads to no good for a lot of times. So more philosophy. I'm just saying, it's nothing personal to anybody out there, but I do see your messages, and I appreciate them so much and all of that. But even beyond the fans, I'm talking like the fellow students at SWC that helped me come back slowly. Cause it was not an easy, hey, I'm back, and let's just go crazy. And it was a very slow process. Huge shout-out to David Catton and Jordan Smiley for being slow with me in this process, but also – Allowing me to come back because I'm sure on their side of things it had to be apprehension. Started. Yeah, and like, yo, wait a minute. Last time you were yeah. here, this happened for sure. So yeah. that relationship with them must have really been tested in that. Yeah, time. no, it was our relationship has grown leaps and bounds throughout this whole process and through the past. I mean, six years of knowing them now, it's unbelievable. I'm so blessed and so thankful for those guys. Can I ask you a question? Of course. I know this is not well. This is gonna be a tough one. Is Jordan okay? I, last time conversation I had with Jordan, it was great. He seemed fine. Okay, good. Yeah, I've, cause I've, I've, Jordan, I've it's been a while since we talked. Yeah, yeah. He seems fine. Same. Yeah, because I know the last time that we interacted with each other, he was real positive and upbeat yeah. or whatever. Then there was a little moment there where people were concerned yeah. for his well-being, but now hopefully we're doing hope, hoping that he's doing well. I mean, we can never forget. I don't think that – in the history of wrestling in this area, at least, we can ever forget about KCSW's contributions. And obviously, KCSW continues to be strong and healthy, and there may be some positive things coming up in the near future. But anybody who tries to whitewash or, or underplay the importance of the promotion that has been consistent yeah. over the last six years, well, five years, and anybody, anybody, so you can't discredit that. You know, my thing, anybody want anybody, anytime anybody wants to talk about wrestling in the KC area or wrestlers in the KC area, my thing is take any promotion you want in the okay. area, any promotion within, I would even say, 100 square miles. Look at their cards that they book when we're able to book cards, and I guarantee you there's at least two FWC, either graduate students or former students, on that, on that card. And I think that right there. Oh, yeah, and there are some, some former students who happen to be uh, working in New Japan Pro Wrestling right yeah, now as well. So if that's what you're looking for, like, oh, how can I get to the big, big show, I mean, I mean there's that there as well. There's, yeah, there's, it's an avenue. Yeah, we are always going to make sure here because I would have never had my first commentary gig yep. if it wasn't for KCSW. Now, I've opportunity to do MEW and XWE and, and some other things have been real fantastic. And shit, you and I got the opportunity to open up the door for other people <laughs> to do it. Where Adam Frex and uh, Drake Lee got to do commentary. We had uh, my man. Oh, hold on. Shout out to Todd Howerton. Yeah. If it wasn't for this yeah. guy, I would have never met Todd and his beautiful family. And uh, he DJed the Royal Lion Show that we did on December 2019. 
which was um, I didn't get to do too much locker room stuff because I was kind of cameraman and quarterbacking from a general manager kind of position or whatever. But the energy in that building that day was incredible. Like how everybody was getting along, the interaction, the, the peace everybody had with each other. Man, we had Darian Sanders on the show together, bro. Who do you got to be to get Darian Sanders out of wherever he's at right now and put him on a show? You know what I'm saying? And we got Billy Simmons in the house. We had uh, one of the – yeah, that's right. We had uh, Luke Roberts, uh, well-respected, you know, St. Louis pro wrestling personality in the house that day. I will always remember that day fondly. I don't know if we'll ever do a Royal Line show again. It'd be great. It'd be great. Once we got the resources together or whatever. But, dude, if it's anything like the first one, I would be happy. Yeah, I mean, we never know what the future holds. Definitely some, obviously, with the pandemic in the way. And then my personal health obviously kind of got in the way during that whole process. I was all good. down in the dumps during Royal, but it was a fantastic, fantastic event. And you know what we need to do, bro? We need to get our own building. I mean, we'll – We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we need your whole building. I'm going to say this right now, though, so nobody's, like, thinking it's a cliffhanger or anything. There's some big things i got to check off my checklist before we I revisit the uh, promoter side of things. We'll just leave it at that for me. Okay, well, good. Yeah, because i got some unchecked boxes. I hope so. Jeez Louise, Papa Cheese. Let's so. do something. All right. All right, we'll talk about that because 2021 has already gotten off to a pretty yeah. decent start. Uh, I'm excited, unless, you know, unless we start talking about the Chiefs, then that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but anyway, um, I want to switch gears real quick. I know, an MVP. Jeez Louise, <laughs> Papa Chief. Um, John, I know we've been running, and, and we're going to put you on the spot and make you make your own selection. So we're doing something similar to what our buddy Juno was doing, where you know, he's doing the turn in death. Turn in death. So two months ago, we started playing in Wrestle Madness. Okay. And Wrestle Madness is, you know, kind of a bracket system. We're choosing the best wrestlers of the 80s. We're doing the best of the NWA, the best of, well, NWA slash WCW, the best of the AWA, the best of WWE, all in the 80s, right? We'll pick who the best of each promotion is, and then we're oh, going to pit them against geez. each other and find out the, who the number one wrestler of the, of the 80s was. And we're getting opinions from everybody. Oh. This is from us. This is from guys like Herb Simmons, Dave Ruby, Luke Roberts, Drew Abenhaus at ACICW. Like, we're getting some real credible wrestling people. John Cosper's been helping us, the author of, like, three of those books up there. Yes. Uh, so we want to get your picks. We want to we want to get your thoughts on who you think would win these matchups, right? Mm-hmm. So, John, go ahead and pull up all the information. We'll get the tally from Leo D, and then we'll go ahead and announce who won the the total like outcome of each particular promotion. Because so far we've done bracket one was uh, WCW slash NWA, and then bracket number two was again WCW eighties. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then AWA. So, John, why don't you go ahead and drop the info and let's put Leo D on the spot and see if he can give us some picks. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so, cool. Here we go. let's see. For first round, NWA slash WCW. Ron Garvin versus Barry Windham. All right. There we go. Stop right there. Ron Garvin versus Barry Windham. Again, this is the... the the NWA slash WCW bracket one. I feel like I need to phone a friend and get the, the bully smasher here. These questions are more. Yeah, it's more up his alley. <laughs> yeah, that is Japan. He knows his stuff, bro. He does. I'll go Barry Windham. Barry Windham. All right. What's what's the next match? Briscoe versus Mike Rotundo. Oh, Bray Wyatt's daddy. I already. I already. Yeah. 
IRS. IRS. All right. Magnum TA versus Jimmy Garvin. Magnum TA. All right. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah Magnum Quick, TA. easy. All right. <laughs> Tully Blanchard versus Sting. Oh, that hurts my heart. That's a tough one, right? Because <laughs> Tully was so great. I, I tend to think you're more of a fan of Tessa than Tully, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. And Sting was, I'm going to just no-sell that. And Sting was, like, my guy. But, like, Crow Sting was more my guy, not Bleach Sting. Uh, Tully. Tully Blanchard. All right. Wahoo McDaniel versus Nikita Koloff. Oh, Nikita Koloff. That's why I picked it. Arn Anderson versus Terry Funk. Double A, and I love me some Terry Funk, but double A. I love Funk. I want Terry Funk on Harley Race versus Ric Flair. Wrestling Academy in St. Louis. Oh, awesome. All right, John, let's keep going. 
All right, so Stan Hansen versus Jerry Lawler. Stan Hansen. What? He's Larry in the crown right off of Jerry's head. Oh, my gosh, bro. Stan Hansen. Dude, who was hotter than Jerry Lawler in AWA ever? Stan Hansen, though. He was like LOD over back then. By was he ripping people's ears off, or yeah. was that him and Vader? Him and, him and uh, or wasn't that was that Vader? I was Vader. I was Vader with the eye. Was it okay, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe that was Mike Tyson. We're, we're confused. <laughs> All right, John, go ahead. What else? All right, Sergeant Slaughter versus Crusher Blackwell. The Sarge. Yep. Bruiser Brody oh. versus Rick Martel. Bruiser Brody. Bruiser. Mad I dog, think, I, think I don't know if I pick anybody above Bruiser. All right, go ahead. Say that again. Mad Dog Vacan versus Jesse Ventura. All right, Mad Dog Vachon. Mad Dog Vachon versus Jesse the Body Ventura. That's another tough one. So you know Gangrel was married to Luna Vachon? I did know that. Yeah, when we talked to Gangrel, he told us about Luna. It's cool stories. Oh, I'm sure. Who do you got? I'm going to go Jesse the Body. I'm going to do an upset there and go Jesse the Body. All right, and the last one, Kurt Henning versus The Crusher. Kurt Henning. Mr. Perfect, here uh, we go. Yeah, was, bro. That was like my sport. When I was in, like, actual sports sports, like, I would try to do all the cool things that Kurt Henning did all the time. Like, I used to think it was cool because I could spit gum out and punt it. Like, oh, yeah, Kurt Henning was a man. Kurt Henning was a man. You know, it's like a dream, totally unrelated to this poll, and, and John is doing the final tally for these. By the way, you're the last vote on both bracket one and bracket two, so you should feel very honored. I'm always, I'm always honored. Very honored. Very honored. All right, so check this out. Dream match. Mm. Owen Hart versus Mr. Perfect. And then they probably wrestle each other a thousand times, but you know about the technical prowess of each one, like the perfect plex. I mean, these guys do things. Some people argue that Owen was a better technical wrestler than Brett. I've heard that argument been made before. Yeah. I don't know about technical wrestling than Brett. I think Owen was by far more engaging and entertaining than Brett. To me, while personally. he's doing to everything he's doing, Brett is fantastic, and Brett can tie anybody in a knot, probably still to this day. And I would never speak ill on Brett Hart. He is one of the Mount Rushmore. One of my favorites. Guys. Yeah, he can. But Owen connected more to me as a fan. So I would always say Owen on that one. And Owen versus Kurt. So then Owen versus Kurt. Great. That match. What do you got? You're doing the booking. Because we've always got who's booking the match. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Bold choice. Very bold choice. Take him over a Hart family member? Mr. Perfect. That's always hard to do. Always hard to do. All right, John, well, let's go ahead and reveal the results so we can uh, start wrapping up this interview because I smell a win in my future. Not tonight, you don't. Oh, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I got no distractions. (laughs) That sound was a little bit. All right. Anyway, go ahead, John. What do you got for so, first off, we want to thank everybody for their thoughts and regards on the uh, brackets, all of our listeners and everything. They're, they're, all the votes are now tallied, and, and we have the winners here. So, Ronnie Garvin versus Barry Windham. The winner was Barry Windham. All right. Jack Briscoe versus Mike Rotundo. Jack Briscoe. Briscoe. Magnum like TA Magnum TA versus Jimmy Garvin. Magnum TA. Magnum. 
Tully Blanchard versus Sting. We have Sting. Sting, okay. Good. Pretty predictable. Wahoo McDaniels versus Nikita Koloff. The winner was Nikita Koloff. That's so. Arn Anderson versus Terry Funk. The winner was Terry Funk. Yeah. Harley Race, Ric Flair. The winner was Ric Flair. Ric Flair. It had to be, bro. How can you pick against Nate? Dusty Rhodes versus Lex Luger. Dusty Rhodes. Thank you. That was then Everyone hates Lex Luger. <laughs> Then in the AWA bracket, yeah, let's do it. Larry Zabisco versus Vern Gagna. Winner was Vern. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait just a minute. (laughs) Wait, wait, God. (laughs) John Vern Gagna. Okay. Hey, I told you. This is a damn English lesson. That's why I go by Leo D. Leo D, because nobody can say Deoria the correct way. Go ahead, John. All right. Nick Bockwinkle versus Greg Ganya. The winner was Nick Bockwinkle. All right. Baron Von. All right, what's that one? Rescue. <laughs> yeah, Baron, Baron, he doesn't even know this one. Baron Von Raschke. Alright. Versus Ray Stevens. Baron Von Raschke was the winner. Baron Von Raschke wow. was the winner. Way to go, John. We all suck. <laughs> Stan Hansen versus Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler was the winner. Yeah, I Sergeant Slaughter. Can't pick against the king. Can't pick against the Sergeant king. Sergeant Slaughter versus Crusher Blackwell. Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Bruiser right. Brody versus Rick Martell. Bruiser Brody. Right. Mad Dog Vachon versus Jesse Ventura. Mad Dog Vachon came out on top. Wow. All right. It's a little surprising. Kurt Henning versus the Crusher. And Mr. Perfect is still perfect, Mr. Kenning. Of course. Yeah. All right. So those will move on, and we still got uh, the WWF from the 80s and a few other promotions left. Right, John? Yeah. We got uh, – There you have. You check out Wrestle Talk Podcast on social media. We got WWF. Um. Actually, this just is WWF and other promotions. So I don't remember which okay. which other ones it is right off. Yeah, but. we have a few other ones from the 80s. 80s. So we're going to pit them all against each other, right? Like the best of the NWA, the best of well, a- a- NWA slash WCW, and they're all going to kind of face off against each other. Mm-hmm. So keep tuned into that. Keep voting. We appreciate it, guys. And really, we're doing this because it's tough to really, like, come to a consensus and I don't think anybody's really ever done that, right? Like, you can say the best wrestler ever. You hear that argument all the time. Some people say Austin Flair, right? Like, but to break it down to generation, just like in sports, I find it hard to make an argument for Kobe Bryant versus Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. 
why don't we just talk about them during their era? They were the best player of their era. Kareem was the best of his era. Jordan was the best of his era. Kobe was the best of his era. LeBron was the best of his era. I think that's it's a fair and, and an honest way of doing it because, unfortunately, a lot of these guys will never face off against each other, so we'll never really know. Uh, with that said, John, we are nearing the end of the show, and I'm grateful that we've had this opportunity to sit with Leo D. Uh, Rick Lee, who was supposed to show us in the first hour, apparently had some sort of family emergency. He wasn't able to join us. But you know what? It was all good, bro. We had a record number of callers tonight. Hey. had a ton of viewers on the Facebook Live, and I've had a few people hit me up that they're listening on the Blog Talk link as well. So as far as tonight goes, I think we've done a killer job, unless we still have time to do the Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, which I think would be a blast because if I'm not mistaken, I think you beat me last time. So that means you would get to face the other host in the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. John, are we still doing that tonight? Can you confirm? Hey, I'm game if you guys are. All right. Well, let me uh, let me check my inbox here without certain people peeking over my shoulder. I'm looking and I'll let you know if uh, if we're still game for tonight because we should be. I don't need to check. All right, we do. We are. Okay, let me just move this over here. And you keep facing the camera, okay, my guy? I got you. All right, let's go ahead and do it. It'll be you versus Hardcore All right. Ladies and right, gentlemen, let's hit that music. welcome to tonight's. In- oh yeah, no, no. Let me do the let me do the music. Let me do the intro. Okay. Then you do the music. Is that cool? All right, that'll work. All right, cool. I'll cue you. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's con- contest is scheduled for a best two out of three falls, where our contestants. Hardcore Hoss will go against the only ever, very first ever Triple Crown champion at KCXW, Leo D. In a few moments, I will ask you a series of three questions about a professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the, the answer to the question, just shout it out. The first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's challenge. Do you gentlemen understand the rules? Yes, sir. All right, with that said, you know what to do, JP. Hit that music.
world-class championship wrestling the, and the National Wrestling Alliance, also known as WCW. This wrestler, known for the Alabama Jam leg drop off the top rope, was also a member of the Midnight Express with Loverboy, Dennis Condry, and Sweet Stan Lane. Please name this wrestler. Again, Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Not the Rock and Roll Express. Not Ricky and Bobby. That's right. Jim Cornette's crew. Yes, those guys. I, yep, I, nothing. Any guesses? Uh, no.
to go. That's right. That's uh, wrestling.training. Pro wrestling.training, right? Google Extreme Wrestling Center. That's it. It'll pop up right there. Well, Leo, thank you so much. John, thank you so much. This brings us to the conclusion of uh, episode 334 of the Wrestling Talk Podcast. We're grateful to you guys. We're uh, increasingly appreciative of your support. And don't forget to head over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com. And uh, you know that would actually taste 17.5% better if you were drinking out of it. It's scientifically proven. WrestleTalkPodcast.com to get your own custom mug. That's $20 plus shipping with your name on it, Daddy. Who else is doing that? It's going to last you a lot longer than a T-shirt. You heard me. JP, you know what to do, baby. Hit the music. Let's close this thing out. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Actually, real quick, Renee, instead of some music, uh, you guys gave me an assignment over the weekend to do a quick interview, and uh, unfortunately, it was uh, ran in by Drake Lee. He kind of butted into the interview, so I'm going to go ahead and play that interview real quick instead of some music as we go out and let everybody hear that interview. Oh, God, I got to hear All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here. I've got a special guest about ready to come on. Looking forward to it here. I've got the owner of IWA Productions there getting ready to talk to. Got a lot of exciting stuff going on. So let's get him on here, Mr. Billy Ray. Pleasure to have you here tonight, Billy Ray. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure as always. I hear you got a lot of exciting stuff going on over there, and uh, I hear here you've got yourself a, a new place there that you that you've got now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, we we actually do have our own venue now, the IWA Productions Event Center. Uh, it's located in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Uh, the address is 521 Perkins. Uh, we've actually been doing shows probably since July. Uh, that's when we had our first one there at the venue. Uh, COVID slowed us down a little bit, but, you know, we're doing them monthly. Last Saturday of every month. Um, in fact, we got a show coming up next Saturday. Yeah, I've heard you got a show coming up the Saturday, and I've heard you got a lot of matches, pretty good matches on the card and everything. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you got planned for this Saturday? About a couple of the matches. Sure. Um, this this coming Saturday, uh, we've got our light heavyweight champion, uh, the Freak, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd. He's going to be in a return match against the former champion, which would be Dexter Roswell. Uh, the DR party. Um, it should be a pretty good match. Uh, then we have uh, kind of a WPW uh, event as well. Uh, both those teams do work from my company as well. Uh, they uh, kind of got into a little feud at our last show, so we're going to let them hash it out. And then, you know, Back in July when we had our first show, this lo- this young kid came over here. Um, I think his name is uh, 
Derek Lee, uh, Drake Lee. I'm, I'm not sure what he goes by. You know, it, it's D. Lee something. Um, but he's picked a fight uh, with uh, yeah, yeah. one of our one of our yeah. I, I've Somebody's heard that guy. There. I've heard he can be quite the guy there. You know, I've I've heard a little bit about him. Yeah, um, he picked on one of our fan favorites. Uh, called him out from the get go. I mean, he uh, picked picked El Magnifico, one of one of the fan favorites there in, in our company. He's been with the company since it started. Um, he lives in Mexico, Missouri. So I mean, I, I I'm not sure you know how far that is from your base of operations. He's uh, been one of our fan favorites. Sometimes I get some. Are you serious? Wow! I've been on this uh, show for how goddamn long, and you think you know me? Uh, I think it's cute. No oh. one told me. No one told me. Hold on, hold on, Mister, uh, Mister Ray. Uh, hold on, Hoss. No one told me that you were doing this today. First of all, and I think I'd be the first one to know, considering I don't know. Maybe I'm going to IWAP Saturday. No one told me, and I find out now. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, we we had you know, more important things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Well, that's nice. But yeah, you're right. I do have a match Saturday at IWAP, and you know what? If you would, please, sir, could I please elaborate to my fan base on why Magnifico is in the wrong here? Because I think you could agree with me, right, Billy? You could agree with me on this. Magnifico was in the wrong. I mean, I came here to IWAP out of the goodness of my heart. And this is what happened. You know, they disrespected me. I mean, you said it before. I mean, I, I heard, you know, someone say through the grapevine that I'm a blue chipper. And, I mean, I'm right. I, that's true. But, I mean, you got a little. You got to see my side of the story here. Your side of the story. Yeah. That's your side of the story. Blue chipper. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Wow. Well, you know what? I, out of the goodness of my heart, you know, I knew I was going to be on the show. And I just happened to have a real good friend of mine sitting right next to me. Let, let me hand him the phone. Hang on a second. Hey, amigo. How are you doing, mister? <laughs> how, how are, are you, you kidding me? Hold on. Are you kidding me? Are you Mr. kidding Drake me? Lee. On my... On my show, on my show, Magnifico, <laughs> did you see the message? I'm, I, I prepared a, a, a beautiful message. I took time out of my day for you. Even you know, though we're killing each your, other, your even words, though we're going to kill each other. Your words, they don't mean nothing anymore. Your body is going to have to cash in on those words. This coming word. Saturday, do you like to use a belt on me almost every time you see me? I am not some gringo. You are not going to weep me with no belt no more. I got you a birthday present. Don't you remember? Yeah. I got you a 16-foot leather strap. 
We are going to use it this coming Saturday. You're right. You're right. But you know what? You said something about words. You're right, words. The words that your loyal supporters so flagrantly call me. They harass me, and you cheer them on. I mean, think about this. If they weren't doing this to me, would we be in this situation right now? Probably not. I mean, come on. Can't you see? I mean, I think we could find some common ground before we have to mentally prepare ourselves here. But, I mean, come on, Magnifico. You're better than this. You're better than what what these buffoons try to make you out to be. You just said it yourself, amigo. I am better than you. So, I mean, Saturday, it the proof will be in your pudding. I mean, you just said it. I am better than you. I'm, okay. no, I'm better than that. Pause. Pause. What do you say? I, I did hear that. I heard him say. I'm glad I'm just here with the two best friends in the whole wide world. You know what? I got more important things to do. Magnifico, this Saturday, I promise you, you're going to feel every, everything that I've been holding up built up inside of me because your fans have done this. So, And you're one of them. You're one of them. I mean, I mean listen, Haas. I, I think you're a great guy, but this is ridiculous. My show, I got too much stuff going on to deal with this, to deal with this. Well, then why don't you just go bye-bye? <laughs> Mr. Drake, you know what? You know what? Whatever, Goodbye. Whatever Goodbye. you call yourself. Magnific- whatever I call myself. I see you Saturday, amigo. You know what? Movie I don't have time for Mount this. Vernon. This is ridiculous. Have a nice night, Drake. Hello? Did he go away? All right. I I believe he may have. It seems that way. That is good. He's a loudmouth. Drake is scared. Uh, Yes, we we have established that. I really hope his body can cash in on what his words are saying. (laughs) Well, it'll be an interesting match to see, and I'm excited to uh, find out the outcome. Unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm not quite close enough to make it to the match, but uh, I'm definitely going to be interested in how this turns out. And I'm sure that Drake Lee will be sure to let us know. All right. All right, there it is. Well, guys. And thank you for tuning in to the Wrestle Talk podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show and uh, tune in next week. We got some great guests lined up. We'll see you then. <laughs>